You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 69. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. On today's show, Michelle is chatting all about how to love discovery calls. This is a pain point with a lot of coaches because to be honest, it's not everyone's favorite thing to do. So Michelle's going to give us some really great tips so we can feel comfortable and confident and ready to get on those calls and book our dream clients. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Love it, Michelle. So why don't you go ahead and tell everyone who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Absolutely. So my name is Michelle Marie, and I own PutYourPassionToWork.com. And I'm actually an engineer by trade, but a coach by heart. So what I like to do is help women take their passion of helping others and transform that into a coaching business. I love that. So how did you get started? So we can kind of put context to what you're going to be teaching us today. Sure. Yeah, it's a long story, but to make a long story short, I started this journey probably close to a year and a half ago. It was the beginning of last year where I had mid thirties. I'm kind of mid career. I started with the same company that I still work for right out of high school. And I didn't ever really planned to be there that long. You know how that happens. Mm -hmm. And I went to school, got a degree, still kind of felt like, okay, I can be doing something more. This is before I was married and had kids yet. I was, I think, still dating my now husband at the time. And so I said, okay, took maybe a year off after I got my degree, went back and got my master's degree and it was in business. And thought I could rest on those laurels for a few years, which I did. And then got a couple of promotions at work and then had my two children. And after I got out of this, this haze of like the baby stage, I would say I was still like, okay, I'm getting the hang of the mom thing now. And I still felt like I was meant for more. My career wasn't really cutting it anymore because I had reached my glass ceiling within my company. So for me to, let's say, get promoted another level, That would have meant me working 50 to 60 hours plus. That would be highly likely I would have had to move out of state, which I wasn't willing to do because most of my husband and I's family are from Milwaukee where I am. So all those things combined really left me sort of unfulfilled and a little unhappy, just kind of unsatisfied. So I went exploring and exploring and through this like journey of self-discovery, as I like to call it. I realized that I'm meant to be coaching. And I did this through talking with other coaches and hiring life coaches and going through this process. I love that. I love that story. I love when moms can really tap into what lights them up after they do, you know, they do, they run through the checklist of what they think they need to do, get married, go to school, 
have the babies. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's right. I should probably filling, be filling my cup and doing what I want to do. And sometimes our nine to fives don't do that for us. And that's okay. I think that gives, I think there's a bad message out there of you have to pick one or the other, pick your nine to five or your, your, for example, your coaching business. You can't have both. I love that you have both. And I think it's important that you identify with both. Um, but when we're coaches, there's a lot of things that come along with the business, right? So when you first got started, what was it like for you? What did you feel like um, you were struggling with that you really needed help with? Well, I knew that I had two reasons or two. Well, let me start that over. I knew I had two options. I had to either take the long route and be okay with spending the time to learn everything on my own, which was quite overwhelming. And I think when we all get started with online businesses, that can be the route we think we want to take. <laughs> and then I knew, okay, I could trade and cut my time in half if I invest in myself. And guess what? If I invest in myself, then I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is. And I know I will, I will be able to hold myself accountable and I know that I will speed up the time because that's really what I wanted to do. I had these goals that I wanted to meet. So that's how I decided to really invest in my first coaching program. And for everyone out there, it's no secret that it was Soka. It was your program, Lindsay. And so for me, that really sped up my learning process and gave me confidence to do all the things I was seeing others do that I, that I admired and kind of inspired to be like, but not have that question mark as to how did they do this? How did they get there? And honestly, it was one of the best investments I ever made in my business. Well, I love that. And I love that you just took everything and went with it. So when you're a coach, there are things that once everything's, once the dust settles, once you're done setting up everything and you're ready for clients, what do you recommend coaches do? How do they get on the phone with clients? Like, well, how do they actually make it happen? Every, you hear all the coaches talk about how they're doing their strategy sessions, their discovery calls, whatever they call it. But how do you get to that point? Right. So that's such a good question. And something that I have created was out of a pain point, I think, for other coaches of what I was seeing around town, so to speak, and really social media. And it's something that I personally love and it's discovery calls. And for I know there's a lot of different terms for them, but I think just for this discussion, we'll continue to call them discovery calls. But um, we can call them by what whatever name we want to call them by, but really by definition, going to be connecting with someone who is interested in speaking with you to learn more about your paid products and services. So whatever you want to call that, let's call that a discovery call. So I realized that not a lot of coaches, and especially if you kind of identify as an introvert, that you might not like discovery calls and I want every coach out there to love discovery calls. And that's why I came up with my discovery call roadmap. And I'm going to give you guys like an inside scoop of what's inside of there. So I wrote down like three things you need for success. And there's probably more, but these are the first three that I definitely think are necessary. Before I talk strategy with any of my clients, I like to first get your head right. So number one on my list is affirmations. So you remind yourself through daily affirmations that you attract your dream clients daily. And that really helps get your mind set up for success. 
And that's extremely important. Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. I think the I am statements are the most powerful things we can say. Um, and if, if somebody's just getting into kind of the inner work of what it actually takes to build a coaching business, it might sound a little fluffy. They might think, no, I want tangible things that I have to do. Like, what do I have to do? What should I click on? And when they hear like this kind of stuff, it makes them feel kind of weird because they've never done that before. But it's it's so important. It puts you in the right frame of mind because to put it, to put it bluntly, the reason why you're afraid of going on a discovery call, the reason why you don't like them is because you don't have confidence in yourself. Um, before we go into the next one that you're going to teach, what are you finding that your clients and your, your students and people you work with, why don't they want to go on a discovery call? I see a few things that they do, and you're so right about at first, it's a mind game, and I like to call it mind drama. We all have this mind drama that we, these internal thoughts that we tell ourselves, and if they're not positive, of course you're not going to want to get on discovery calls, and of course you're going to second guess yourself because what are you telling your own self in your head? So that's why I always start with like the mind game is what I like to call it. And so what I'm seeing beyond that is really it's just foreign. We're You know, some people, let's call it what it is. It's getting on the phone with a perfect stranger that you just met on the internet. Now, they might know you because they've grown to know you and like you and trust you. And now they're booking a call with you, the expert. But if you haven't done many discovery calls, of course, it's going to take a little practice and you're going to have to do a few of them and be nervous and feel awkward until you start to get comfortable with it. And that's really with anything, anything we doing life for the first time is a little awkward and it's a little uncomfortable, but you grow used to it as you do the practice. And so my coaching clients, we practice together and sort of role play. But if you don't have that opportunity with your coach or you don't have a coach currently, then you really are just kind of doing this on the fly with live potential customers. And that's okay. That's okay too. I love that you practice with your clients. Um, I I would never, I remember signing up for a coaching or I was about to sign up for working with a coach and she said, we practice um, discovery calls. And I thought, nope, I'm not doing that because I don't practice anything. I'm total, I'm a total winger. <laughs> so I just like to wing everything. But I love, that's kind of, I know you, Michelle, I've known you for a long time. I know that that's that's how your mind likes to get into the right frame. So I think it's really cool that you offer that with your clients. Do you think that 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 really helps them when they actually go on their calls? I do because it helps them practice what they would say when an objection comes through and how to handle that. And just a funny story, I'm like really laughing back here and trying not to interrupt you with my laugh, but... (laughs) I spent, okay, so through my career, I've had a few different titles and I spent three years in sales, small business sales. And so it was so uncomfortable in training when I was learning how to sell. Uh, It was just really uncomfortable hearing my voice recorded on a phone with a customer. I just wanted to melt into the floor. (laughs) It was so awkward. And you just learn by doing and learn by practicing and you have to do it. So a lot of people are embarrassed kind of at first. And again, if you're identifying as an introvert right now, your your palms could be sweating, (laughs) (laughs) but you just learn by doing. And if you get all that uncomfy 
a safe environment where you're already the trust factor with me and vice versa is there, it can help by leaps and bounds. And so this is something you can do with a peer, like another coach, a biz bestie, accountability partner. And it's just so helpful to practice in my opinion. Or if you don't have anybody, you could do, you just do it with yourself. You could be like, you know, tap into your crazy side and just have a conversation with yourself and like run through all the scenarios. Just like when you are, you know, rehashing maybe like a conversation you had with somebody and you're, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. You can do that too. You don't have to, you know, talk to somebody if you don't want to. I think rehearsing it with yourself is always good too. And just kind of preparing yourself for things. Um, okay. What's the next thing on your list? I know we got off topic, but I, I, that's totally me sidetrack over here. Yeah, no, it's cause it's such an awesome topic. I mean, it's so important too. So the last thing I'll say about that is you need to get comfy with being uncomfy. So just practice. And so the second thing is setting the table having all your systems ready to take on clients, the onboarding process, and just what I always like to tell my clients is, okay, let's pretend I I work with a lot of moms. So let's pretend your child is having a birthday party. So your child's birthday is coming up and what do you do? Got to plan a party. So what do you need to do? You kind of already know, you might want to write it down. You have to Um, find and send out invitations. You have to kind of plan the menu. Is it going to be finger foods? Are you going to have a pizza party? You have to decorate. What kind of cake are you getting? Um, Are you getting balloons? What color balloons? You know, you might let your child help pick out the decorations, right? You would never send out invitations and then people show up on your, and knock on your door ready to come to your birthday party and nothing's ready. That would never happen, right? You would always be prepared. So why is it that we sometimes when we're new, we we want to have these discovery calls but we have nothing ready in the background. We didn't we didn't plan for the party so to speak. So I always say set the table and have your systems. Great analogy, setting it up. So what what are some things, you know, in detail, if somebody's making a list right now, okay, I got to get set up for clients. What are some things that they need to have in place and ready to go before they get on that call? Yeah, this is a great question. So you definitely want to have a scheduler. I personally use Calendly. You want to have, and this leads into my third tip, which is screening your potential applicants. So you want to have some kind of survey such as Typeform or SurveyMonkey to screen your potential applicants to, first of all, do your homework so you can know kind of where they're at and how you're going to be able to help them. And secondly, so that you know that they are ready to invest in themselves because, and this is a tip I know you share, Lindsay, is you don't ever want to give someone free range into your calendar because our time is so precious, especially if you're like us and you work a nine to five and you're a coach. Um, Let's just say part-time. You don't want just anyone booking 30 to 45 minutes of your day if you don't know them and you don't know that they're ready to invest. So this tip is so, so important. And it's um, something you can set up with little effort and time, absolutely free by a five question survey via type form. What kind of questions could we ask to um, kind of filter people who could get access to our calendar? What are some examples? There's 
a few questions that I like to ask, and I want to keep it short and sweet because someone might see this long application form and just mm-hmm. say, I don't have time for this. You want to keep it easy and effortless, but you also need to pack a punch with your questions. And so really it depends on what you offer. And again, you want to get into the head of this person and uh, we can call her Amy. So Amy wants to book with you and I'm a business coach and Amy wants business coaching. So some things that I would ask her is where are you at with your business right now? What are your biggest pain points or struggles? And what do you hope to achieve in the next, let's say 30 or 90 days, whatever length of time your program is or that you work with a one-on-one client? So those to me are the heavy hitters and that you will get a lot of information if you ask those three questions. I love those questions. So when you get your application in your inbox, that's such a fun email to get like, oh, your type form was filled out and you open it up and you see some answers. Um, Let's go with the people who you're like, hmm, I'm not sure if they're ready for one-on-one coaching. What are kind of some red flags and reasons this is a good reason why we have an application? So what are some red flags? Sure. And just to add to, you definitely want to know where they're hanging out on social media so you can do your homework and kind of see um, see, first of all, to build rapport and just to kind of see where their head's at and maybe get a taste of what they're all about. And so some red flags could be, you have two choices. I will ask straight out the last question on the call is, are you ready to invest in yourself? And you can make this a yes or no. I actually put yes, no, or maybe so, because (laughs) I still want to talk to the maybe so women. I do because I want to know what's preventing them from being a full on yes. And I do address that during the discovery call. If the conversation's going well and I I know I can help them and I know they're ready for it. But if you don't want to have that, like I'd call it a little bit of a poke. If you don't want to have that, just keep it a yes or no. And so if they put a no straight away, then you have two choices to make. You either can deny them the application and say something like, thank you so much for applying. Um, I don't think this is a good time right now. I only work with clients who are ready to invest. However, I would love to speak with you in a few months. In the meantime, here is a link to some free resources. And from here, you can put down your Pinterest, um, you can put down your freebie vault, or you can lead them to your most popular roadmap or free PDF file, something that you give away for free and let them kind of let them know that your time is so valuable and you value yourself and your expertise that you're not willing to get on the phone with someone if they're not willing to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. Because let's just say it, there's a lot of tire kickers out there and people who just want free coaching. I mean, it, it is what it is. And like you said, your time is so valuable and getting on the phone with somebody who has absolutely no interest in investing in themselves, it, it you lose money because we don't have all of these hours in the day to just do this. You know, that's what our Facebook group is for. That's what our, our social media platforms are for is where we give our free advice and whatever. So that's really important to get in into the right mindset of my time is valuable over anything else. You're, you're so very important. So the application is key. So if you're not doing that, please listen to Michelle and do that. It will save you lots of headache and 
there's nothing worse than getting off of a call and knowing that this is nothing's happening after this and you just wasted 20 minutes. Do you agree? I would absolutely 1000% agree. And oftentimes it is more than 20 minutes, let's be honest. And so, and it's not dead in the water. If you get an application and you implement this, and I hope everyone does or will, and that person, she might not be ready to invest in herself today. She might have to do the work and, you know, change her thought process. She might come back to you in three months or six months or next year and, all you did, you didn't turn her down. All you did was help her get to that point. So it's not dead in the water. That person could come back to you in the future and you didn't, um, you didn't leave them hanging and you might even want to follow up with that person. If you have like a Excel spreadsheet or a CRM system, you can enter in her name and email and then just kind of see where she's at in a few months and see if now she's ready to invest. And that I think is just a really nice thing to do. And I think for me, it's helped me um, build rapport until that person is ready to invest. And if she, if and when she is, you will hopefully be front of mind. Mm-hmm. Good. What's next on our list? How else can we love discovery calls? Yeah. So I have, I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek into my discovery call roadmap. And it's basically like a three-step system on how you can love and be super good at them and close them at 75% rate or better, which is what I do. So what that is every five calls you're closing, it's like three or four of them. It's, It's a really good rate. So first of all, you need to love discovery calls and remember that you are the expert. And this really is a beautiful and exciting opportunity to connect with someone again, who's interested in learning more about your offerings, your paid offerings. So the first thing that you can do after you've implemented the steps we just talked about, right? You've reminded yourself that you're awesome and you love discovery calls and you attract your dream clients. You've set the table with systems and you've screened your potential applicant. Now you're, you're doing your homework before this call starts. So you poked around in her Facebook and her Instagram and you're going to do this because one of the first things is building rapport. So number one is build rapport or do an icebreaker. A a nice tip that I like to give as well is smile. Like I'm smiling right now and you can probably hear that in my voice. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I learned when I was in small business sales was that if you smile and you are very engaged in the call, that's going to come through. So as you're smiling, you want to build rapport and let's use Amy as our example. So Amy books a call and she's struggling with getting her first client. She's very new. And all you need to do is say, Hey, Amy, I'm so glad you booked a call with me. Um, I want to get started, but I, I see you're a new coach and I see you have two boys. I have two boys. Oh my goodness. How old are they? Oh my gosh. I thought so. Mine are the same age. You know, just start, you just want to break the ice and make her feel at ease. That's the, that's the main point of building rapport. I love that because you wouldn't walk up to somebody in real life and be like, Hey, do you want to work with me? It it only costs (laughs) $5,000. I think everybody figures like they have to be this different person when they have an online business 
but really you just have to be a human being. And we kind of feel like that's not good enough. We need something else. But it always comes back to just, no, you just have to be, you have to think of others, how they want to be treated, how they want the conversation to get started. You don't just dive in right away. Like you said, you build rapport, rapport and and then it will flow so much better. It won't be like such an awkward conversation of you just saying, well, have you checked out my website? And it just, it's just crumbling as you're talking. <laughs> yeah, this is really your time to shine. And just don't forget that, you know, Amy booked with you and she's seeing you as the expert. And so to really step into that and know that you have what it takes to help her, I think is the first step. And if you are a friendly, smiley person, be a friendly, smiley person. If you are a little bit more professional, you can come through as that too. But I think just being your authentic self is so, so important, like you said. I love it. So how can you tell if maybe you don't quite love the calls, but and you might need some work? How can you tell like those aren't quite aligned with what you're doing in your business? So hopefully this is your dream client and you can help because I never want anyone to give a white lie or pretend like you can help when you really can't. So you have to be confident in what you're offering and know that you maybe see a piece of yourself in Amy six months ago or a year ago, and you just need to help her along and get to where you're at. You want to be a few steps ahead of where your client currently is. And you can kind of tell just by the vibes, if you're really hitting it off with this person, um, where's her energy, where's your energy and making sure that this call isn't being taken advantage of, meaning that maybe she's trying to get some free info and not invest and she's answered all the questions right, but um, what she's on the call for isn't what you discussed maybe in the application process. So one thing you can do is make her reiterate her pain point. And that's my second tip for everybody is have an I help statement. So after you've broken the ice, she's at ease, you're at ease. And you're going to ask her a question. It's going to be a a one part question. And then you are going to stop talking. When you do this, it signals her to pick up the conversation. So when we're nervous, we can talk and ramble and go on and on. I don't want you to do that if you can help it. And this is where practice comes in. So you can say something like, Amy, I see that you booked a call with me today because you're feeling overwhelmed and you just don't know where to start with your online business. Tell me more about that. Then you stop. Now you already asked this question in the application, but you want to hear it from her own words that's not written on paper. So now it's your job to let her do the talking and you listen. I do the same thing. I make them say it again, even though, like you said, you just, you know what, you know, it's going to be, but you want to get the conversation going. You're still holding the reins, but you're letting them express themselves. So what do you do after they, they tell you what they're struggling with? Then what do you do? So after this point, you know, you might ask a follow-up question or two, And a lot of the times Amy might have answered that question differently in real life than she did on paper. And that's completely fine. But then it's time to use your I help statement. So really what this means is you're telling her that you have the tools that can help her. And you can say something like, yes, Amy, I felt that way too. I was so overwhelmed when I first started 
Um, I realized I wasn't prioritizing my time. I wasn't clear on my goals. And that's why I created XYZ course, or that's one of the first things I tackle with all my clients. So you're letting her know by reiterating her pain point that you have her medicine, so to speak, and that you can help her get to where she wants to be just by really um, relating to her pain points in her story. Now, if Amy gets on the call and she's like, oh my gosh, I need help with my WordPress website. I don't know HTML coding and that's not what you do. I don't want you to be like, well, Amy, I can help you HTML code because after this call, I'm going to get off and Google it. No, (laughs) I want you to, I want you to be completely confident and truthful about what you can do. And at this point, if you've done all the steps we've talked about, that should be, there should be no problems. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I love, that's an important um, thing because sometimes we all, we want to help everybody do everything and that's just not possible. So that's why you have an application process. So after you tell them how you can help them and they're saying, there's like three things that can happen, right? They're like, yes. And I'm ready. Let's, how can we, what's the investment? That's like the best thing ever when they use the word investment, not how much does this cost Mm -hmm. Um, their wording. Let's, let's say they say yes. Then what do you do? Yeah. And just to remember too, you want to sell the solution to the problem and really not the products you sell. And, And so that goes back to just making sure that you're reiterating her pain point and just meeting her where she's at. And so at this point in the conversation, if you are very leery or if you get flustered when it comes to talking about money, you really don't even have to have that conversation during this call. It's great when your person leads you to it and asks you straight out, then I want you to definitely have the conversation. And again, I always tell my clients, like if I'm on a Zoom call with them and we're live, I will pick up a pen and say, you see how this pen I'm holding is blue? Yeah. That's the same way I want you to treat your prices. So I have a 90-day program. It's $9.97, period, or whatever price it is, right? I just want you to say that's what it is. It's just like your pen is blue. The sky is blue. Your prices are X. Mm -hmm. And you can say, if you're feeling it, I would, you know, Amy, I know I can help you. I would love to work with you. This can be a big decision and investment. So you don't have to make any decisions right now on this call. I'm going to follow up with you in, with your permission, email you in a day or two, and she'll be nodding her head yes. Now on a really good call, um, I've had people take out their credit card and say, yes, I want to do this now. And that's amazing. But Don't put the pressure on yourself to have a yes or no before the end of the call. Because in my discovery call roadmap, there's this complete follow-up sequence that you have exact swipe files that I use to follow up with with our Amy. You get um, word-for-word responses, what to say, when to say it, so you can automate this into your um, email marketing system. And really, you can just wrap up the call by saying, what other questions do you have for me? You can go back to your I help statement when she leads the sale into like the money conversation, just answer it as naturally as possible and then let her know you'll be following, following up via email with questions or with the invoice and contract. 
I love that. And I love how you did all the hard work for us and you have everything that we need to say because everyone just basically wants to know what to say and when to do it and how to do it. I love that you created a system for people. So how can we get our hands on this? Yeah. So I have a link that I can give to you in the show notes, but it's really just my discovery call roadmap. And I do have a sale going on right now. So that should be something that if you are interested in it now is the time to get it because I'm running a really good deal. Awesome. So what can we, what are we going to learn when we get this? So everything we talked about today came straight from the roadmap, but there's a lot more. You'll get exactly all the systems that I use. We just touched on a few. And the good news is that those systems are completely free until you're ready to up-level maybe into a paid version for some automation points, but you will get the systems that I use, actual swipe file emails that I use to follow up, that I use to close 75% of all my discovery calls. And not once, might I add, did we ask for the sale or get pushy? Not once, right? We just had a normal conversation that it may or may not have led to a money conversation, but all that will happen in the follow-up. And so you just, at the very least, if you don't have this potential client turn into a paid client, it was kind of like free market research. You just spent 20, 30 minutes getting in the head of your perfect person and talking to them about their pain points. And so for me, it's always a win-win. That's great. And that's a great attitude. Instead of saying, oh, I lost another client. You're saying, no, this is a great learning experience. It's all in the perspective. Michelle, we're going to put this in the show notes so people can go and buy this roadmap because for coaches who are not totally in love with discovery calls, you need to love them because otherwise you're, you'll change the outcome. If you love something, the outcome will be different. If you get on the phone and you don't want to do it, that might be why you're not booking your clients. So go grab this roadmap, Michelle. We're going to put it in the notes and I hope that you have lots of sales because this is going to be so helpful for all the coaches out there. Thank you. I'm so happy to get this in the hands of your audience. I know it's going to help so many people and that makes me feel really good. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so great having you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun with you, Lindsay, as always. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.